0: everyone and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo, your favorite video game podcast for the holiday season. <laughs> Ooh,
1: listen to that one.
0: Yeah, I threw it up. I'm trying to change things because I've got reasons why. Uh, because we've got to earn that ranking, right? We uh, really do. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Uh,
1: happy Monday and happy holidays and all the fun stuff coming up, eh?
0: Yeah, hopefully you're uh, looking forward to your holidays. Yes. Some of us are, and some of us aren't. Really, right, just but go
1: through it, man. But it's you just okay. Got a deal.
0: <laughs> I won't mention names, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you know? And I thought this would be fun to bring up. I got an email. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That we were number eight in the top one hundred video games chart for Good Pods.
1: Ah, uh, you you shared that with me. That's yeah. super nice and sweet. Yeah, and thank good. you for all who was listening who helped us achieve this.
0: Yeah. I didn't know we were on any top 100 list, but to be number eight.
1: I'm blissfully unaware of a lot of things.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were also number nine on a top 100 leisure chart on the same site. So uh, Ooh, we got two.
1: We got two. Nice and leisurely, huh? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you can't beat top 10 in the top 100. That's pretty I good. I know.
1: When you put it out of 100, it sounds 100. really nice. Right, you were at a, a top ten. I'm like, well, we just got in there, but I hydrated.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, ninety two we other were,
1: podcasts.
0: We were still within the top ten, so that's good.
1: But yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know who's listening, but those of you who do use Good thank Pods, you. thank you so much, and tell all your friends to also use Good Pods. Even though we're sponsored by Podbean, but we're not really sponsored by them. We use them. Pot we use don't all cancel us. Yeah, we use everything. <laughs>
1: Listen wherever you like. I guess.
0: Doesn't matter. We have no loyalties. We're not Joe Rogan.
1: I'll go where. I, <laughs> I ain't nobody offered us that kind of cash either. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I
0: don't
1: just, know what. I don't know where we could be bought.
0: <laughs> well, you see, <laughs> if if somebody wanted to throw money our way, you uh, just to imagine if we had like a solely dedicated website. Or, or streaming platform, and they were just like, spending all the money on this show. Or mm-hmm. the things we could do.
1: Oh my gosh, right? And I imagine mean, like, your day would probably get cut in half.
0: Maybe. But, <laughs> I <upload> mean, once. <laughs> all I know is that, um, I, I've, you know, I, we've done alright on our own, but mm-hmm. if someone wanted to pay us to do this. I mean, I'm not going to stop them. no. No, I'm not going to be upset. I guess we should,
1: in this day and age, say we'd have to check out who it is first, right? That is true. We get some, ourselves in bed with some very unsavory people and have no idea and be like, well, we're digging ourselves out of this hole for the rest of our lives.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to pod Streamers. We're the newest <laughs> podcast streaming site you'll ever know. And you'll we- ever know would be like, come join us, be our ambassador. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, why not? And then we turns out they're part of a sex ring or something, and then we're all That screwed. would be our luck. Yep.
1: Our first offer would be like, and of course it would be this insert group name here.
0: <laughs> I get hesitate. you know, I'm very hesitant every time. I get one of those emails where they're just like, "Hey, we're we're setting up a new website, and you can come check out and customize your own and claim your station." Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, you know what, what? I mean, what more can I do? What are you going to do for me? You know, my my podcast is already out there, right? So, I'm already doing
1: my thing. So yeah.
0: <laughs> So if you want to promote me, what are you, you want to
1: bring to the table,
0: boost us on your platform. Sure, mm-hmm. I'll talk about it all day. And, you know, hey, I just brought up GoodPod. I didn't really there know what go. they were prior to this. But I did now not. I do. And I've claimed my, my podcasts.
1: There we go. So there there's you go. There's so many services, though. So I can't. It is. There's no way I could know them all.
0: <laughs> it, the, it I think just I'm
1: slowly ca- getting there. But...
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I think I also understand why there is that exclusivity, like with Spotify and stuff like that. Because... Mm-hmm. The The idea of a radio station in the podcast world doesn't even... I mean, if you can get it anywhere, yeah. then it doesn't matter. So it's whatever's convenient for you. Right. And, whatever
1: service you like that works for you, that has yeah. a UI you enjoy, whatever your reasons are.
0: Hmm. <laughs> so, do you know what I got to see a couple of nights ago? Uh,
1: Spider-Man.
0: Spider-Man.
1: I did not. I'm sorry. It's okay. Did not get out.
0: I I wish I could talk about it, but I know that there are probably people out there who did not have an opportunity to see it. I feel sorry for them because Mm -hmm. I know the internet is littered with spoilers in every way, shape, or form, whether it's a headline or a YouTube video. Yeah. Did I tell you about that? Did I tell you about the YouTube video that spoiled the movie? People are jerks. I don't know why
1: some people find that as a favorite pastime, but they're out there.
0: Yeah, this was a YouTube video. Someone had uploaded like clips, bootleg clips from a screener. Jesus. And they put this, whatever the scene was, big Mm -hmm. spoiler headline right there to where when you saw it. You knew what it was. You didn't have to watch the clip. It was just like, here, I'm going to tell you exactly what happens. And there was a big plot point that this yeah. asshole spoiled so they're
1: for me. Just a straight up jerk. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I was like, well, that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, there was another one that I came across, and again, I didn't go actively searching for these. Right. This was sitting in my recommended videos. So as I was kind of thumbing through. They were like, oh, you, Spider-Man, I looked at him and was like, no, 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 what, what are you doing? Stop, stop. And right. I, I moved along, and then there sat another one, same streamer and everything, and I was like,
1: stop! Block that person.
0: Oh, I kind of did took them off my, do yeah, not recommend so this the, anymore. Yeah,
1: or whatever it is, if that actually works, but maybe that'll it help them from floating back into your home screen.
0: That only uh, took away his videos, and then, you know, someone else... Other surfaced, they were gonna, of course. Yeah. So, there were plenty of them. Luckily, <sighs> after I watched the movie, I came home, and then when I saw these floods of uploaded bootleg clips, I was just mm-hmm. like, all right, well, at least I know what happens now, so it doesn't matter. But, oh my God, it was so good.
1: Well, good. I'm oh sure God, I'll eventually so get around to seeing it.
0: I... but. Oh, I really, if I'm I'm trying to think of a way I can say this without spoiling anything. I love where the character is now. Okay. And I mean Peter Parker. Like, where they left him off in this movie. Like, you start wondering as the movie goes along, you wonder, well, where's this going to go? How's this going to work? You know, everything. Mm-hmm. But where they left him at the end of this movie, I was like, yes.
1: Satisfying?
0: Everything Satisfying. up to that point. Now, granted, some some may not like it, depending on what how you want it. But where they left him, for me, mm-hmm. as a longtime Spider-Man fan, they put him in the position of being the Peter Parker slash Spider-Man that I know and love and grew up on like positioned how the story goes, that's where he's he is now. Okay. Without saying anything like how how we how he got there, he is gonna become the Spider Man, Peter Parker that I know Mm -hmm. and love. And no offense to the Peter Parker Spider Man. He was, you know, in the last three movies. I mean Mm -hmm. he's still but Character growth, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Character growth, that's what it is. And in all the right ways. So I'm excited for it, despite, you know, the path it got there. Uh-huh. But I'm excited to see where you go from here. All right. And so, but there was, uh, I, I really hope that there's someone out there in this world who has absolutely zero knowledge about this movie and can go in absolutely blind because it'll blow your mind away. Oh good! This was one of those uh, the crowd pleasers where the the audience is cheering, clapping, hooting, hollering, all that stuff. It was I excitement find. all around.
1: Good.
0: And to also to the point where you know you hear someone talking, or you just she's just like, Shh. you know, because I'm trying to watch the movie and right. I, I get it. Just Shh. I want right. to. They're talking. They're talking. <laughs> I I was excited too, but we they're talking. We
1: didn't pay to hear you
0: shush shush it wasn't really that bad but there was even a moment where my wife was trying to tell me a theory and i'm just sitting there looking at her like honey the movie
1: we could discuss afterwards yeah i just that's that's what the drive home is for
0: right 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 (laughs) and i was i was trying not to because i probably looked like i was being very aggravated and i didn't mean to it was just like but the movie's playing right yeah (laughs) I just want to hear them, and we can talk. But, and I yeah. love you, but she's just, just... Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're here for. Anyway, but no, I, I'm excited about it. I uh, can't wait until I can openly talk about it, but I don't know when that will be. Mm-hmm. Because Maybe I don't... Maybe
1: safely after the holidays, I don't know.
0: Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Anyway, hey, uh, what you been playing?
1: I had a decent week, checking out some stuff. Uh, I, I just... Well started it this weekend and and it was nice and short so I've already finished it but lake it came on game Mm -hmm. pass and it was one that I I was kind of interested in checking out but it was one you know backlog heavy fine not gonna dive into a whole bunch more but it popped up on there hell yeah um Mm -hmm. I want to say maybe six hours to complete the story um I, I feel like once I describe it There's nothing to it. There's nothing to it. And I loved it for what it was. Maybe I'm starved for human interaction, but so you're playing your, your protagonist. She's big time. Big city has a real big job in computers, uh, but she's from this uh, lake. uh, I can't remember the name of the town in, in Oregon. And so her dad is a mail delivery person and his, her mom and dad went on vacation to Florida for a couple of weeks. And so your character decided to go stay at the lake house for a couple of weeks. Deliver the mail. She's going to take a little vacation, chill out, deliver the mail. And literally, that's what you do. You, like, you get up, you get in your little car, and you go deliver your packages, and you deliver the mail. And then at the end of your day, you have stories or experiences with some other people around town, depending on how it goes. So... You're legit just feeling like you're watching people live their day out, having a conversation Mm -hmm. at the diner or meeting up for um, a VHS movie night, you know, at the Flick Shack. And that's (laughs) it. And by the time we finished it, and wrapped it up, you get to decide, you know, at the end, whether you want to go back to big city job and make because, you know, you're a programmer. And uh, the year is 86, to put that a little bit more in perspective, too. So, um, or do you want to just stay and live a very simple, quiet, you know, non-fast-paced life? And uh, there's no huge difference in the ending. It just kind of tells you what you did. <laughs> <laughs> but it was—it's a very gorgeous game, and I think that's the—the the, the biggest hook that it has for it. Um, mm-hmm. it's just your, it's open world within this little town that you get. So it's not an extravagantly large world, but while you're delivering the mail, it's open world. You're driving around. Um, you maybe could go to Moe's diner or this, that, or the other. Uh, but yeah, just literally having BS conversations with people around town. And I'm like, this is what the pandemic said to me. I'm so starved for what it's like to just walk around town and have a chit chat with people you might've used to know or friends. And I'm like, Oh my God. Maybe I do need this back in my life. <laughs> I'm just sitting here doing it. Uh, but yeah, I I I enjoyed it. I, I got through it in a couple of sittings. Um, so if you're looking for just a really chill, just kind of wholesome little game, freaking go fire it up. I could recommend okay. it. It doesn't run beautifully. I was a little disappointed in that. It did have some clipping weird issues. Um and <laughs> Sometimes the people just disappeared on me on screen, like, which was weird. As soon as they were done talking, just, like, disappeared. <laughs> I did get teleported to the other end of town without my truck, which was obnoxious, by the way. So I did have mm-hmm. to walk all the way <laughs> back. I'm like, damn it, my truck didn't come with me. All right. So I just walked all the way along the lake. And she doesn't run, by the way, or jump. Mm-hmm. There's no need. Oh, so it so was just... a it was a leisurely walk. <laughs> oh, <truck>. god. <laughs> so I mean, maybe that it wasn't sounds large world.
0: I mean, I guess. <laughs> but just, uh... it it
1: it was a nice, chill, relaxed game. That's all I can okay. say. It's very chill. You're just going to deliver the mail. That's what you're going to do, and you're going to have little conversations with people around town. And you could decide if you want a little relationship or not with you know one of like I found like two people maybe. <laughs> But I didn't Mm -hmm. even know about one till, like, the end. And I was like, oh, he really did care? Because, like, this was not the impression I was getting. And now, (laughs) like, like, I didn't even think this was an option. Let's put it this way. That's how much it was leading up to it. But um, I also played Evil Genius 2 World Domination a little bit more. Um It's starting to get to the point where everyone hates me. So I had to put it down for a minute because I was getting a little frustrated because it was like every time I turned around, there was someone attacking or a new uh, someone breaking into my casino, trying to steal my secrets. And I pretty much have a stronghold in every part of the world now. So, Mm -hmm. duh, why they're coming after me. But I was getting a little frustrated. So I had to stop because I got tired of... (laughs) Fighting every mother ever, it's like leave me alone for a minute. I gotta re retrain some people. You killed a lot of my guys. <laughs> I need a minute. Um, and then I had to revisit an old one because of um, something that I had discovered this week. Thank you, Red Sonia. Mm-hmm. I think uh, she's Red Sonia on Twitter. She probably still streams. I apologize if I get that, but she tagged me. It's something that she knew that I would be interested in um, for Phantasmagoria. Mm -hmm. So if anybody who's known me for long enough, Phantasmagoria, loved that one. Uh, There was a second game as well. It's an FMV from the 90s, 95, 96, I want to say is when they released. And uh, have you ever played one of those games and just thought to yourself, I wonder what those actors are doing now or something? Because it's been so long ago. Well, hmm. I can tell you. He created the 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 actor from the second one created a YouTube called Conversations with Curtis. And Curtis is the name of his character in the game. And he's been interviewing and having like a little podcast with some of the old actors from the second game. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just fun to flip through because mm-hmm. Was seeing all these people later, I'm like, oh my God, they're alive, they're well, they're doing their own thing. And so yesterday they had a live stream with um, him and uh, the one who played Adrian from the first game. Yeah. So both of the protagonists were both of them together having a chat. And it was just all the nice little memories just flooding back from me playing those games. Um, so I went back and played the second one. Cause I was like, you know what? It's been so long since I've done a complete playthrough of the second one. The first one I've beaten a lot. Hmm. And uh, the second one, I only had played through a couple of times and they had a live, I forgot, like just <laughs> <laughs> FMVs in the nineties were weird. They were bizarre. They were always trying to push an envelope. Like there's like a lot of FMV from the nineties. You'll play and read back on now, like, whoa, holy hell. Well, maybe not so much these days. Maybe now we would think it's tame, but, like, the gore factor, the sex they would have in the games Like, I had forgotten just, like, how much the second one upped the Annie. My God. <laughs> it had been so long. I forgot about it. Uh, but, yeah, so just know it's not for, like, little kids. There was, like, sure. a lot of BDSM scenes in it and stuff, which, like, I can remember, like, teenager me going, mm-hmm. like, this was so funny for me to watch. Nobody knows, you know. But it was also gory and, like, you know, it was one mm. of those. Think Psycho Gorman. right? Yeah, like where yeah. you're just having this horror movie and then why is there just sex out of nowhere that has to be so. <laughs> why not? But here yeah. we are. <clears throat> so I went back and played that one, but I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun to uh, kind of flip through and see the actors from 25 years ago just doing their own thing or what they're happening to be doing with their lives now, if they even decided to pursue acting or not. Mm. Um. So yeah, so I went and played back through that one and watched their little interview with uh, Adrian and Curtis. It just smiled. It was like some fun memories. (laughs) Just in there watching these people from so long ago. Uh, So yeah, Uh, recommend that. If you were a fan of either of those games, he's doing that whole series over there and chatting with some of the people um, that I guess are up for it, that are game for the whole Mm. whatever he's doing there. But it was fun. But outside of that, what have you been playing?
0: I didn't play a lot, but I did play a little. I just (laughs) decided, because I've still been in this, I don't want to say funk, just, I guess I needed a palate cleanser. Sure. So I went through and finished uh, doing cleanup on Lego Batman 3, because it was just something I could dink around with. I'm not committed to anything, no stories, no nothing. It was just, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go collect things. Because I have nothing better to do. Right. And it just seemed like <laughs> the thing to do. chill to do. So I did. And uh, got everything that I, you know, 100%, got that platinum. I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. And I guess for the Christmas season, <laughs> I'm going to be playing Resident Evil Village because I, I popped it in finally. Uh-huh. And it's uploaded and it's ready to go. So, Is this your
1: first time? Playing yeah, through the whole I've thing? not
0: played it yet. Ooh, Good luck. Well, see, I've got to get through all this other stuff because we started watching The Witcher last night.
1: Oh yeah, I have two episodes in. We can't really chat about that either. We're not allowed anymore. I Everything know. Getting dropped at the same time—you never know where anybody's at in a series. Some people have already finished. It, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, I know. I get it. And, <laughs> you know, my my uh my wife, she was—we were watching something, or I was watching something the other day, like the day it came out, Friday, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And. She, like, I was off Friday from work, and she said that she was going to go out in the morning, and she was going to come back, and then, you know, would have the whole day.
1: You guys are going to
0: watch. Well, no. She was gone all day, thanks to... Damn it, Katrina. <laughs> ...other people. I'll just say thanks to other people. I won't go okay. into specifics, but she was gone all day, thanks to other people. And she comes home, and I'm watching... I don't remember what I was watching... But just other shows that weren't The Witcher. Right. And
1: Not The Witcher. Fur-
0: furthermore, the reason that I was off Friday is I had this grandmaster plan that I'd go see Spider-Man Thursday. So I wouldn't have to go see it Friday. Because Friday, mm. Joe Bob Ruins Christmas was happening. And I couldn't miss a live Joe Bob's. special. I saw the so tweets. Yeah, so I had to, I had to be there. I had to be there. And... She she just looked at me and she's like, "Why are we not watching The Witcher right now?" You just got said, home. Woman. I was just like, <laughs> "Well, because um, you know I'm we've got other shows to catch up on, and mm-hmm. Joe Bob's going to start in a little bit. Plus, you know, I've been here all day. Where have you been?"
1: <laughs> I already <laughs> just, finished The Witcher. That's why we're just not watching it.
0: Ooh, looked at imagine. me with a pouty lip. And I'm like, hey, I'm just saying. You said you'd be here, <laughs> and saying, I yeah. was here. Where were you? Mm-hmm. I it, already watched anyway, it doesn't matter. I, anyway. I I wasn't trying to guilt <laughs> trip yeah. or anything like that. But just just point There's out facts. There's still plenty of time. Point out facts. Still no. of time. So you got some news? You got some news? You there can talk about. There is a little
1: bit. There is a little bit. Yeah. So first up on the docket, um, this one made me a little sad. So I'll admit. That I knew not a lot about this because some of this, you know, transpired many years ago before I was really like paying deep attention to a lot of stuff. But nonetheless, um, while some were expressing their joy, of course, of hearing about a new Star Wars movie, or Star Wars movie, Star Wars game coming mm-hmm. out, um, I would say we were included in that to an extent. You know, we were like, hey, EA's finally out of this 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 picture, or not solely the one in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some gamers not happy at all um, with the fact that Quantic Dream actually got made um, part of this, got into this, and ugh, digging through it, they have a point they Mm -hmm. have a point and uh earlier this week some fans started a protest actually over the fact that Quantic Dream well really more specifically that David Cage is involved um this seems to stem from earlier accusations of allowing instances of sexism homophobia and racism within their walls over at Quantic Dream um not sure how I didn't see how deep it was, or like the comments and things that were made. Uh, But in 2018, Quantic Dream did have three separate French news outlets report on these accusations where David Cage himself was accused of telling like dirty jokes, making inappropriate comments at work, um, mostly about female actors within his games as well. Um, Cage did say the uh, accusations were false. Um, Even won a lawsuit against one of the publications while another outlet was cleared of their libel charges. Um, Which leads us kind of to the protests that people are doing today. Um, Mm -hmm. There's even been media outlets vowing to not even cover the game once it's released if Cage stays involved, um, doing reviews of it. Um, Others, you know, set their sights on Lucasfilms for even partnering with Cage in the first place. Um, I wasn't able to find a response from either Quantic Dream or Lucasfilm since this happened, because um, I was kind of going through the the hashtag that was created for it, um, which is the Blackout Star Wars Eclipse. Um, man, and as I was starting to read through it more, the comments and stuff that David Cage would be making about the women in his games, that he doesn't make games for the F-slur for... Um, for um, gay people, hmm. uh, it, it... fuck. Yeah, fuck. So, I I can't I couldn't find anything newer this morning about anything. Again, being um, you know, for the people who probably should be addressing the 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 outcry um, and well, within reason, I can see why hmm. now. And uh, damn it all to hell. So yeah. Screw that. I God damn it, man. Like I I I, I think I'm just like I'm I'm growing exhausted of just seeing how people are being treated that are creating these experiences for us that I enjoy. Mm. And I just I don't I don't even know if I want to mess with AAA anymore, man. Like I'm getting so exhausted of knowing my money's been contributing to this that I just
0: yeah, I know. No, I get it because you you feel like you're gonna miss out on something because you've been fan of a lot of this stuff for a long time. Yeah, and then suddenly you learn something terrible about people, and it's garbage, and it's just uh, I felt it so kills gross. you. I felt yeah, it's
1: so gross. Cause I, I had, I mean, everyone probably know knows me. I was a big fan of of those games i mean back when he was on pc even and, and came over so i mean and, and it sounds like this had been going on that like since 2011 you know in and earlier and i don't know it's just it really was extremely disappointing because those are the, the types of games that i i do enjoy i mm-hmm. always thought that they did do that genre of game very very well and now like at the expense of I don't know. I almost could cry. Like, I'm just like so upset that this k- seems to keep being in the news. And then when it finally hits one that, you know, you've been supporting all these years that it's just like, God damn it, man. Like, well, and, <laughs> uh, and kind of I related, laugh out of awkward guys. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I just, no, it's my brain processing emotions right now.
0: Well, think of it like this. I mean, I know we talked about this, or at least I brought this up to you uh, this past week, but in a similar situation. We had uh oh come on, Jeff Garland is apparently leaving the Goldbergs because of somebody had had said that he had been inappropriate. Yeah, it sounded like but,
1: the entire team finally was like, yeah, it's been a little
0: rough to And I him. hate you know, and, and deep down, you know, you watch a lot of this and it just it frustrates you. Because this is somebody that you've watched in in shows and and movies and, you know, you found joy because of them. And suddenly they could be a creep and you don't want to believe it. But it gets harder and harder not to anymore because every time you turn around, sure, yeah, someone is a creep. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, the moment Bill Cosby became... You know, prime rapist number one. All bets are off, yeah. Because here's a man yeah. who was supposed to be America's dad, and family <laughs> wholesome. Now it's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, and you're just like, like how that oh. took a turn. So to me, it's it's hard, and I don't want again. I'm I'm stuck in this mental gymnastics where I it's, don't want to believe it, but I can't not believe it because. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the,
1: the it, it's looking more and more like this was the case cuz like I I don't know, maybe you, you know when the 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 publication won won its suit or this, you know, you start to wonder well maybe it was somebody just trying to throw stuff out. So I get trying to rationalize it and uh I I just I I think I'm still just grappling with the fact that like damn it, this is probably or not probably um if this stays the course something I just won't support anymore and i can find plenty of other avenues for it it's just it was very disappointing so um once we hear anything from either side because the you know we'll let you know but as of this moment i i haven't seen either side really address it so at the time we're recording they're still moving forward as a team to my understanding and we'll see if david cage remains a part of it And if it'll just Mm -hmm. be Quantic Dream, I mean, it is his studio, so I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like the issue's with him, not the the whole studio,
0: so. Right. Before you go on any farther, I want to throw in a little, uh, not to, well, we're going to shift gears a little bit so we can get away from all this creepy, you know, Mm -hmm. sad news. (laughs) Uh, To Deva, who just messaged me right now, and I saw the pop-up come up. Just now. uh, We are recording, Uh but uh, thank you. For your kind words about Super Mega Crash Adventures Episode 4. I just Aww, saw it pop yes. up.
1: Yes. Yeah. Thank you for watching. Oh, yeah, we didn't say that up at the top, did we? We yeah, have Episode was 4 fun. out. Yeah. Episode 4. This Go was, check it out. We're well, on the YouTubes.
0: While we're talking about it, this one was a uh, labor. This is laborious because I'll tell you this everything that happens within the palace. Most of those assets, especially the background assets, were all hand-created by me. Digitally colored, remember. twisted, everything mm-hmm. was hand-drawn, then digitally created by me. Congrats. So it took extra a, work.
1: I think it's one of my favorites.
0: It's it's definitely... Um, I'm proud of it. Every time I watch be. it, I'm proud of it. You should so, be. But it also... It's the concern. i put a lot of effort into that, and I really want people to see it.
1: I'm sure they will. I feel like ours takes off three weeks later or something because we don't yeah. understand YouTube.
0: I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I wish there was a way I could put more eyes on it, and then they could draw mm-hmm. more eyes to other things. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's I, I didn't finish. I mean, there's still two more I've got to go, and uh, that one just really just just slowed me down for some reason.
1: It looks great. I think it's one yeah. of the better wines. You can tell we find in our own. And hmm.
0: I made some minor adjustments like the day before I posted. It. <laughs> some minor, minor, minor. You just can't, leave you just can't, can't leave it alone. I can't leave it alone. He also said because uh, I read this as the the pop up. He said something about the captions. I may need you to go look that over because I made. I did say I made did some minor adjustments. I did, but remember. I just said I made some minor adjustments, so I think that might be what I forgot. Like, I used one for a prior cut. Oh, you used my old
1: one? And
0: I could have made, like, a couple of frames and tightened it up a little, and that was enough. So, (laughs) I'm going to have to just go in there and take a peek.
1: I didn't even check the captions on, but that was a good call, David. Thanks! Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. So let's see here. Uh, we did have an Activision Blizzard update. I guess we may as well just get them both out of the way right at the top yeah. Move on to happy stuff. Garbage. Um, so another update from this week, this last week, Tuesday, in fact, in federal court, the judge said uh, she will deny the state of California's attempt to intervene in the 18 million dollar lawsuit settlement between Activision Blizzard and the EEOC, according to Bloomberg News here. Um. So, what I think this means, and again, I'm not a I'm not a legal mind. Do not understand this. So, it's best that I can try to figure out all this this mess. Uh, is that the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing is now denied being able to join in the EEOC's lawsuit against Activision Blizzard in order to oppose the dissent decree. If we remember when they were having the back and forth between um, a conflict of interest between the DFEH and the EEOC um, from a lawyer having worked both sides, I feel is probably a a TLDR, um, very paraphrased, but um, they the DFEH filed this objection in October, um, you know, 18 million wasn't enough in their mind. And they thought, you know, with the way that EEOC was proceeding, it was going to hurt their case. Well, the three factions here have kind of been at odds over their own cases. um, So it looks like they just can't join in. So the DFEH can no longer object to this dissent decree. So at this point, the EEOC and Activision Blizzard can still submit their own clarifications on the dissent decree Mm -hmm. in January. So coming up here, uh, but the state of California will be able to submit comments. And I don't know. It sounds like the formal ruling on this particular thing should happen shortly after that in January, whatever shortly means in court time. Gotcha. Because nothing, I feel, is a short amount of time when you're going through the court system. So (sighs) I guess wait and see. I guess wait and see what happens with the other suits that are going on. But... This one I just thought was fun because you don't get to hear news like this at all. I don't think. Um, Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this this MMO. It just had a new um, DLC content, Endwalker, drop. People are signing up for free trials. People are coming to the game in droves. Um, it's been doing really, really well so well they had to suspend sales because there's just too damn many people playing it wow yes uh never ever in my life have i seen where it's done so well i'm not allowed to sell it anymore because we just can't keep up but that's pretty much the short of it it really boiled down to the game was again just so insanely popular it was causing a headache for the servers it's just as of this last thursday square enix announced that it is temporarily halting i can't talk all of a sudden i feel like i'm having trouble on certain words um, That okay. it is temporarily halting the ability to purchase the game to help ease the server congestion that players have been experiencing since earlier this month so early december so two weeks now uh, so it really
0: just took off all of a sudden it seems my
1: god like they just they people were waiting reportedly for over an hour or two sometimes to get to log in um two weeks later it's still this rough so they kind of they suspended the free trials for the moment they're apologizing profusely you know because it's kind of a funny ridiculous situation people who have you know paid subscriptions will get the um uh, why am i can't talk i need more coffee or something they get <laughs> they get to use it first they'll get to log in first i don't know why i was trying to think of a word that wasn't coming to me um so until existing players that can get through the new content it sounds like they're just going to kind of halt for a minute until those who are in now i guess have gotten to play and then they'll start letting some more people in um so Yeah, they're offering some paid subscription time for those who are already a subscriber Um, as an apology. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just found it amusing that it was just so damn good.
0: (laughs) Good for them. I guess my big question is, did did something come out? Or did the word finally just...
1: Expansion pack.
0: But I mean, that one thing is what drove everybody to this because this just, game has been out for how long now mm-hmm.
1: it's been a long time but it's been super popular and i guess with the craving of the new content and it just being oh, so freaking okay. good because i've not heard anyone say bad things about this mmo at all no. and mm-hmm. I, I think it, even square enix was like oh my god like we knew it was going to be popular but this was kind of insane so i guess this Endwalker brought people signing up for free trials some people who maybe hadn't played in a while came back way too many for their servers to handle. And so you were basically sitting in a queue mm-hmm. hoping to be able to get to log in for a space to be opened up with those servers. So um, as of this morning, again, they just say there's just closely monitoring the situation. Um, they're hoping of course, to resume <laughs> sales again. Cause you know, it's why you have a business, but yeah, uh, <laughs> so they're just, just keep an eye if you're one of those who can't get in it just sounds like you're just gonna have to keep an eye out for when they update like hey all right next round of new people can come in and play some Endwalker walker content <laughs> then you have to go so other people can uh but wow congratulations if you're one of those who yeah. made it in it sounds like because it's a big feat. <laughs> in and Amazing. Of itself. uh yeah so The only other thing I wanted to chat about that I saw this week was uh, Nintendo did an indie game showcase on the 15th. Um, And there was a couple of games in there I wanted to chat about. I didn't write down every single game. Okay. Because um, it took them 30 minutes to do. So we're supposed to paraphrase, you know, after all. Mm. Uh, but of course, siblings, if you watched it and there's a game that I did not bring up that you're like, Lace, you should have paid a little bit more attention to it. Let me know. Let me know. I'd be happy to give it a second look. I did watch the whole thing. Um, I just excited when I see more indie getting love. It just okay. seems that's the only way I'm going to get my games anymore. <laughs> Straight to there uh but yeah did you get a chance to check out some of it at least or uh, a little to Not read a little
0: yeah no, it, nothing uh, concrete
1: kind of it kind of slipped me by for a minute embarrassingly right? until i was doing some more look on the news and i was like oh yeah um but the first one they showed off sea of stars um looks like a retro inspired uh turn-based rpg pixel graphics mm-hmm. love it love it um this one caught my eye. I love all of those things they described there. I like turn-based combat. I love role-playing games. And pixel graphics really just makes me smile. I really mm-hmm. do enjoy that, uh, that art. Um, now it's from the same developing team as The Messenger, the platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, so this game is supposedly going to serve as a prequel to it. Won't have to have had to play The Messenger to enjoy it. But again, special treats for those who probably did. Mm. Um, I don't know if you got to check it out. I think you would like this. I know you're not a huge RPG player, but I don't know.
0: You might. I know that I wanted to um, The Messenger. I remember that coming Mm. out because it had like Ninja Gaiden vibes. And I did want to play it, but I never did. This seems like something that would be up my alley uh, a little bit because it has like an old school Final Fantasy vibe. I kind of like. get like the
1: Zelda dungeon crawler from like early NES vibes too for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: And and even some of the animation style of the character uh, sprites mm-hmm. is, is like they added that extra little flair to where mm-hmm. it's a little bit better than you would have ever expected from a Super Nintendo title or a Genesis sure. title. But <laughs> still, yeah, no, I mean... I might. I mean, it could definitely be one that I'd be up for.
1: I got to keep this one in mind because, guys, since I'm never going to find a new GPU again, um, I, I may not be a PC gamer for much longer. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I'm having to turn everything down because I'm terrified I'm going to burn everything out because there's just not a card for EOS. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, I guess I just need to be a Bitcoin farmer and kinda of deal with NVIDIA and then I can have like 7,000 of them, right? Is that what I have to do? Anyway. Indie games on mm-hmm. Nintendo is what we're talking about. Uh, the n- <laughs> the next game that caught my eye, hopefully I'm saying this right. Alicia, Alicia, A-L-I-I-S-H-A. I don't know Alicia. if I'm supposed to pronounce both eyes. I mean, yeah, Anyway, true. Alicia, the Oblivion of the Twin Sister uh, caught my eye because I'm just really enjoying seeing these co-op multiplayer games that are getting... Um, that we're getting more of these days. It seemed like that took a backseat for a super long time. Mm -hmm. uh, Created specifically for the Switch. Um, And yeah, you got to play together to get through some of the puzzles. And uh, one player uses the touch controls, apparently, while the other one uses the TV mode and the joystick controller. So that's how you're cooperatively working together. Um, Again, I'm just loving this theme over the next couple of years. So how does that work? I think... Now, I don't have the um, online app thingy, but I think it has to do with that. When I was oh. when he was describing it, because uh, I was watching the developer describe the gameplay in that portion of it. And that's what the, uh, again, I don't have that other one. I don't, or use the app. So, so you would like, have
0: to have the app.
1: That's what it made it sound like. Okay. Isn't that yeah. what that is on the Switch Online?
0: Well, I thought it was a communications app. Like, if you wanted to talk to people, I didn't know that there was gameplay involved. And that's, that's what made it odd, is when you're like, touch screen, and then the other person uses TV, it's like, yeah, but touch screen, you'd have to have it. I thought
1: I was watching have to have them it. play it like on, like their phone, like an application yeah. with that. Like hmm. how, um, I don't know, there was another one, um, Erica, I think was like that where Mm -hmm. you had an app where your buddy could join in via the app and then you were still playing with the controls. Okay, so maybe I should have looked into it more. I was way too confident that's what it was and I totally had it in my head nailed that I knew what was going on with the app.
0: (laughs) I mean, there's no telling.
1: Maybe now it sounds like I did it. Anyway, Anyway. uh, you can play this solo or locally co-op-y, however you want to do it. Um, Spring 2022 right now is what they're aiming for this one to come out. So I'm intrigued by it.
0: Yeah, it looks uh, looks interesting. Maybe I I, I
1: like I, I like to give those co op games a chance.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Perhaps I mean, he'll
1: never get on board with them, but he's always very kind to play them with me anyway.
0: Well, see, I at least <laughs> like having them because I do. I always try to look for co op games, something that would be fun. Because I, I, you know, I know that I play solo a lot. And I know my wife, she likes to play games, you know, with me. And mm-hmm. if I can find something we can play together and it not just be her being...
1: Like, Drag along? Well, yeah. Or like doing, how when like, we play platformers together, I can just leave my character in the back and I just get drug along because you're so much faster.
0: <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Or I know that um, we've played, what, Super Mario Galaxy. You play like the little mm. star, but... I mean, she helps, helps me get through stuff, but at the same time, it's not like I can't do it without her. This is more right. like, yeah. You
1: have to work together to right. accomplish a thing. One person has to be doing this thing while you're doing the other thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, caught my eye. Um, so I'll be keeping a, keeping a look on that. Uh, the other one that caught my eye, locomotive.
0: Locomotive.
1: I think it was at locomotive. It's a play on the words loco, crazy, and motive because it's a point and click comedy adventure murder mystery.
0: Kind of looks so like, the, uh, well, what's the, oh, damn. Come on, brain. I know the game. We're
1: having, we're struggling today. Like, I don't uh, know what's in the air. But. Uh,
0: Day of the Tentacle kind of has oh. that and and Maniac oh, yeah. Mansion style. Kind, kind of. of.
1: Very much so. Yeah. Um, They might have modeled it after that, because listening to the developers, they were a big, huge fan of those point-and-click adventures and kind of wanted to put their own spin on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm here for it. It looks like it's a lot of fun. A comedy adventure. You search for clues. You make friends, like greasing the palms, doing all the stuff you got to do. Try to figure out which of the characters did this murder. Um, So you're on the Royce Express to investigate the death (laughs) of Lady Unterball. I hope I said that right. I was listening to them say it a few times. Um, But you play uh, the lawyer, the detective, and the undercover agent throughout the game. So you get to change between the characters to to solve the murder. I think it looks cute. I'm here for it. And I will be checking it out.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm all in for this one. I think it would be a lot of fun.
1: It looks like it uh let's see the other one uh let's play by oink games i just always like to point out new board game type-esque games for uh people to sit around and play together um i like cooperative gameplay what can i say uh but yeah uh available the day it was announced on the 15th so it's a bunch of different tabletop type games that you can play together check it out i i gravitate towards those with the switch because isn't that the whole point
0: yeah Right. Or at least
1: they, they They that was always their try with the Wii and the Wii U. Like get everyone gathered together around and play together. So give mm. it a shot. Um, uh, did you watch the Endling? Extinction is forever.
0: Endling. Yes. Uh, yes. Where you no. play as the
1: mother fox. Uh, well, so the Let art see. style, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, but I don't know if I would to play it because I like to hide my emotions and keep them pushed way deep down. And this oh, yeah. one seems like it would make me cry like a baby. But you, you're playing um, as the mother fox and you need to keep your cubs alive and lead them to safety. So it's like a survival adventure stealth game. And you hunt, you know, to feed your cubs, train them to, you know, be big bad foxes when they grow up. Uh, but they can all die. And I don't That's know that cool. I could handle it.
0: Yeah, no, I could.
1: Um, I like to run from emotions, thank you. I yeah. can't. So it looks But it does great. look gorgeous. It does look <laughs> gorgeous. And if you and if you are one who likes to feel things, you might love it. I personally, um, I do not like to be sad. It stays with me far too long. And so I avoid it like like any other healthy human. So, (laughs) but it does look gorgeous. Um, I just don't know how I feel about it being fun. Because as soon as they said you could lose your cubs, I'm like, no, no. I might just cry the whole time. And I don't know that I'm ever prepared for that again.
0: And who's to say you get them all to safety and you watch you'll be the one one who dies at the end? (laughs) (laughs) oh no Uh,
1: anyway parkasaurus looked fun you should check that one out um it looked like it would be one of those that i would be super addicted to for like a week or two and then finally leave it be since i do get into those building simulation games for whatever reason they suck me in for a really long time and then i'll put them away for a while um but it just looks like another fun, cutesy one like that, where you're building your park for your dinosaurs. and mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here for it. I love those. Um, and then the only other one that caught my eye to mention, uh, looks like Don't Starve Together is finally coming over to the Switch um, in yeah. spring of 2022. So uh, that could be a fun one to bring over to the Switch. I feel like that could play really well on there. Mm-hmm. Um, although I wouldn't mind having Dou- Don't Starve since I'm a multiplayer grumpus, but... I think that's a, a fun game to play on there. It's been out a while. Sure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: been out a while. Anyone fine. that uh, caught your eye that I didn't talk about?
0: No, I mean, I, I, just a few that you've kind of brought up. Nothing else was really standing out that I saw. Mm-hmm. There was a lot. The, yeah, there's the the usual indie fair um, with a few little treats. Not not to say that. We love indie games, mm-hmm. you know, but they're starting to hit a trend where you start to know what you're going to expect a little, you know what I mean? Probably, then, yeah. It's
1: probably getting flooded, kind of, how the the Steam section and, and stuff I can don't, be as well.
0: I don't want that to be as in, like, uh, indie games are so dull. I'm not saying that, um, but there's an indie developer out there who's not made his game yet and they will be the more original indie mm-hmm. game versus stuff that you know inspired by this i'm not again not knocking it just right like triple a they're starting to become a trend, a trend of trend yeah it's just like yeah this game that game yeah of course i know what we're gonna expect and uh, i see what you're trying to do and mm-hmm I hate it that I'm feeling that way, but we're we're getting there.
1: It does take some um, sleuthing sometimes to go through all of it and try to get rid of the shovelware and things mm-hmm. that are just kind of getting shoved on there. But uh, you're right. The last time I went through the Switch store, I was I was a little overwhelmed at how much there actually was. It yeah. was kind of surprising. Uh, it did kind of feel like I was looking through a and you know the ninety nine cent steam bin, you know, mm-hmm. like where you just find whatever going on in there, but uh there are some really good ones, so mine just have to be you just gotta know where to go, yeah, like which dev teams to look at because it's not easy to search <laughs> on the store. I don't think when I'm doing anything on a console as far as typing, I don't get all the fancy keyboard stuff uh, attachments that I know are out there um anywho. Siblings, let us know. Did I not talk about one I should have? I'm just telling you what I thought looked
0: interesting. I mean, those were <laughs> interesting enough, I think.
1: Ah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, the the Sea of Stars and um that uh, locomotive. Top two out of that showcase, anyway. That I'm looking forward to checking out. Um, just a few quickets because I'm hmm. ready to get to story time. I'll be honest with you; I've been excited to. Uh, it's a big one today. See- To hear the rest of it. Um, But this one was just interesting to me, just to kind of give you all a little bit more perspective as if we needed it uh, on the shortages for consoles. Uh, The Xbox shortage front, uh, it was reported this past weekend that Microsoft's own Pro Halo Infinite Tournament is having to use dev kits. (laughs) Because they also... Don't have any series X's to, to provide, uh, again, due to the semiconductor shortages, um, just not having the system for them to play on. So that I just thought was interesting too. Like Microsoft didn't have enough (laughs) in their own tournament, uh, to me, that was just an interesting headline. Um, so but they, they, they were assured for the players that, you know, they were in the bracket functionally identical, so it shouldn't, okay. I guess, make you less of an esports person. <laughs> uh, your 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 skills should not be hampered. I think is all they're trying to say. <laughs> um, Tencent went went and acquired some more stuff. Might have oh. saw this week. No, yeah. I, hmm. uh, They acquired Turtle Rock Studios, parent company Slamfire. Uh, Turtle Rock most recently put out Back for Blood, so uh, we yep, are, yep. yeah. Uh, so for now. They're saying that the studio will be able to remain independent out of California and the team who runs the operations uh, co-founders Phil Rob and I don't think I put spelled this person's name right. I'm so sorry. I put Christ, Christ. Christ? That can't be right. Well, anyway, two co-founders supposedly still staying on. Nothing's supposed to change except Tencent now owns them.
0: Hmm. Yeah,
1: we're going to only have like. Two companies that put out our games. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> It's sure. already kind of that way. Um, Nintendo added five new games to your uh, Genesis lineup for your Switch Online expansion pack. Uh, they added uh, games like Altered Beast, Toe Jam and Earl, Dynamite Heady, Sword of Vermilion, and Thunder Force. And admittedly, I got, I've heard of I, one of those games.
0: I got super excited because I saw Altered Beast. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered I don't pay for that shit. So I'm not oh, going yeah. to.
1: because that's the eighty-dollar one or whatever.
0: Yeah, and so you. until they make that value worth my uh, pocket, they're trying. I, but not that. See, they had not five Sega more Genesis games. and N sixty-four games that you can get <laughs> on any other platform.
1: Oh, Just not having We'll, it. we'll see. Uh Stalker Two stepped in. It got some heat this week. Sorry, S dot T dot A whatever it stands for. Mm. Look. They're trying to push the NFT thing too, it looks like. This is just how life is now, I suppose. Um, so they were including NFTs in their new game that's coming out, uh, including one that lets you become an in game meta human, apparently. So uh, they're using this good old blockchain tech to let the community own a piece of stock or two. Um, sure. And you could become a meta human. I think, if, if I wrote this down correctly, you have to bid for an NFT. And then uh, that that could be offering that prize as part of the auction, and then you could win to be um, an NPC, I guess, or or whatever they're they're scanning your face for. You could be a metahuman yeah. in the game. Um, so, but don't worry, don't worry. They already walked it back um, in the span of a couple days due to the outcry because people are like, "What the hell, man?" <laughs> And they apologize for you perceiving it wrong, by the way. And uh, Steam Marketplace also bans games that use NFTs. So I'm not really... I guess they would only be able to go to the Epic store. That still doesn't occur. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. get it. Huh. Anyway... This is a trend we're going to see now, I guess, developers and publishers wanting to push this on you as more ways to spend money in their games. So, I don't it just... Yeah, I guess more reasons to just stop AAA. It's also gross. I feel like you all are killing my love of this medium.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's hard to love these things anymore because every time you turn around, some AAA company is doing some garbage shit and then you try to look to the indie market and then they're... Uh, Still doing good, but, you right.
1: know. They, they, but trying to dip their toe in, and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe maybe this won't age well, and I'll eat these words in, like, five years when NFTs are just the biggest, hottest commodity, most fun. I don't know. Um, It's just got to make more sense for me to get on board is all I'm saying. Like, I think I get mm. it now, and I don't mm. see why people care. Anyway, my last little quick it. <clears throat> Guess what, guys? <laughs> you could probably get some faceplates for your PlayStation Five now if you want. Yeah.
0: Are
1: you tired of looking at that white? You can get a uh, you can get some Nova Pink or Starlight Blue. I had to get the the shades proper now. Mm-hmm. The shades proper. Uh, Galactic Purple. Honestly, I kind of like the colors. I know. Uh, yeah. I don't know that I'll spend money on it, but I I actually like the colors this time like the shades of the color it's not these bright bubblegum
0: like colors you know what
1: i mean um anyway i like the purple and the blue
0: yeah no yeah. i was kind of looking at it going yeah i, I could
1: uh, i can get into this maybe poor d brand that's mm-hmm. what it is uh but the midnight black and cosmic red covers will become available in january 2022 <laughs> if you want to get these um, look at your region because there's like exceptions to all of these colors in what part of the world can get sold when. So look at where you live and, and plan accordingly. <laughs> there's so many exceptions for colors and stuff like that. Um, but then they also have the other ones that'll be later on. It looks like um, first half of 2022 if you want, you know, the blue or the purple or the pink and then, mm-hmm. you know, good old D brand who had been sold, uh, sued from Sony a million times. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, th- and that was the reason why I noticed it, because brand was trending on Twitter that day, and I was like, uh-oh, they lost or something. And it was like, nope. It was just D brand going, hey, thanks, Sony. We had to go through a million lawyers to try to try to figure this one out, and apparently we couldn't find any that knew how to handle more than one thing. Um, so we might be in prison by the end of the year, but at least you'll have a good PlayStation 5 design, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Dbrand, I'm sorry. That's why you were sued, because it looks like they want to make it. They don't want you to make it. They want to make it. <clears throat> but I don't know. I don't know that I will spend money on, on something else. I almost feel like it's a slap in the face for you to start selling more accoutrements when people can't buy the goddamn console. Right. <clears throat> like, here is all the fun stuff you could put on the console if you ever get one.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh dear, but yeah, I kind of want the purple one. Just if anybody,
0: I mean, I am kind of eyeballing the, the. you know the red and the black? <laughs> just the controller. Like, I yeah. don't actually
1: care about doing the um console itself, but I do kind of want a purple or blue controller. But I don't need yeah. it because we have two already, and they're white, and it's fine. Uh, anyway, that's all I got. That's all I got. Okay. What you thinking?
0: Well, you know, I have been telling the story over the last couple of yes. weeks. Yes. And uh, today is the finale of that story. Excited. And it's a long story. You know, the others were kind of, they were, they were shorter, but I thought, you know what? No, this is the epic conclusion. This it has, has to, to be a little beefier. I can't, yeah. you know... Piddle around with it. And I said, no, we're going to go all in. We're going to go big. So, gather your family around the fire
1: for for Christmas.
0: For the epic conclusion. Around the (laughs)
1: CD-ROM.
0: About everything that led to the ESRB. And what today's story kind of follows is we're not just looking at... The creation, because we kind of got there, you mm-hmm. know, everything that kind of led the the Senate hearings and, and the feuds between Nintendo and Sega. Yeah. But in this story, it's not only what happened as a the aftermath of that, but something else that happened because of all that. Something you may not even have thought about.
1: Probably not.
0: <laughs> but as I said... We've looked at the video game industry, testing boundaries around content, the fight that ensued, challenging those conventions and the fallout from it. But today we are looking at the end result of it all and what changed because of it all, told in Parallels. Mm -hmm. Because picking up where we left off, the industry was instructed by the government to create a rating system or the government would do it for them. Luckily. That's what you want. Yeah, that's what you want. You want (laughs) government oversight and everything. (laughs) But luckily, some members of the industry had already been hard at work prior to these hearings. Now, as we mentioned prior, Sega had implemented its own ratings board of independent Mm -hmm. members, and they were more than happy to offer it up as the de facto system since it was kind of established already. It's like, hey, we've already done the legwork here. Let's just take what we've done and we'll implement it, you know? You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. And most members of the industry were all for it. it. Just makes things easier, right? Well, wouldn't you know? Nintendo wasn't having any of that. Ah. And outright refused because it was Sega. Of course. Petty well, yeah.
1: He's like, <laughs> we see your
0: life all the time. Uh, no, uh, we can't they do it because Sega. They can't did be it. the ones to make a standard. We have to be the heroes here. Uh, nope. God,
1: they make it worse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was clear the slate would have to be wiped clean and another party would have to be responsible for the rating system. Mm. And Jack Highstand, who was the senior VP at EA at the time, felt he was the man to do it. Oh, no. Now, before moving on, I want to bring up the Consumer Electronics Show. Mm-hmm. You remember that? hmm It's a thing. Yeah. Uh, beginning in 1967, the Consumer Trade Show allowed tech companies to showcase their next big innovations. In its early years, companies like Sony, Magnavox, and Philips went introduce their latest innovations in televisions, home video, cassette, and CD technology. The video game industry found their way into the trade show, but it was always kind of viewed as the red-headed stepchild, if you'll pardon the analogy. Sure. You know, usually relegated to dark corners in the exhibition hall, the summer show of 1993 became the straw that broke the camel's back. After complaining about the conditions to the head of CES, Gary Shapiro, conditions were then made worse, as exhibitionists were now placed in tents in a parking lot.
1: Oh!
0: All for saying, hey, our conditions are shit. And he's like, okay, we'll well, we'll we'll make make them worse.
1: worse." Yeah. Yeah.
0: With the line being crossed, GamePro founder Patrick Farrell began working on a solution. Later that year, at the Winter Consumer Electronics Show of 1993, the Software Publishers Association organized a meeting of industry leaders to discuss the proposal of an industry-wide rating system. Seeing how this took place after the congressional hearings... You'd think everybody would be on the same page, right? Right? Uh, Well, (laughs) you would hope, sure. Well, no, because unfortunately the meeting derailed very quickly with many PC publishers and developers demanding they not be censored. Of course.
1: Well, if you're looking at the time frame, I can see why they're getting upset, yes. Yes,
0: don't forget, the PC landscape was the Wild West of video games at the time. We were allowed
1: to do whatever we wanted. (laughs) Leave us alone. Leave us out of it.
0: Yeah, they were like, anything goes out here. And they were worried that this new rating system would prevent them from making the games they wanted to make, mm-hmm. you know. So Jack Highstand, whose name I hope I'm saying right, is what it looks like to me, Highstand, uh, he knew this meeting was over. Like, he knew that the moment they started pushing back, it was, it was done. So mm-hmm. he decided to organize a second secret meeting without the Software Publishers Association to discuss a proposal to form a new industry association. Sneaky. One that could rein in the outrage. Okay. Huh? Now, included in this meeting were the heads of major console developers at the time, since they were the ones who had the most to lose. EA stood firm. As an equal party, not to just consoles, which it had recently been developing for, but it also wanted to try and get in the PC market where it really kind of started. You know, EA hey. used to do a lot of PC games, and then consoles <laughs> well, were starting to become of. enticing. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. they jumped on that, and here we are. Yep. So High Stand pitched his idea of this new alliance and insisted they lay out a timetable in which they could propose to have a rating system on all games in hopes of getting the government off their backs. It was agreed that October 31st, 1994, would be the date, and that perfectly aligned with the holiday shopping season. Perfecto, right? right? So in February of 1994, Senator Joe Lieberman introduced the Video Game Rating Act to the Senate in an effort to show the video game industry he wasn't bluffing. You know, kind of like mm-hmm. that threat to say, "Hey, um, you're gonna do that thing I told you, huh? Well, if you don't, this passes
1: right here." Yep.
0: Now, the following month, Jack Lincoln or Jack Lincoln—I'm looking at two different words.
1: We're just struggling, siblings. Give us a give us a pass today.
0: Howard Lincoln <laughs> and Jack Highstand, which I guess together they could be Jack Lincoln. There go. Or Howard Highstand. He sounds like a comic book character.
1: He really does.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, Howard and Jack, along with a representative from Sega, appeared before the Senate to give a progress report, if you will. Jack Highstand took the lead and wanted to make his presence known in this meeting because he wasn't there during the initial one. But here he's like, no, no, no. I've taken it gonna... I I pitched this idea. I know what I'm doing. I think we've got something going on. He sold his idea to Congress, you know, and he really impressed the senators. And they were just like, "Oh yeah, okay, I like this guy. I like I like what you're you're doing here, buddy. You you you're just selling this whole you, you thing." You said
1: it in words we kind of get.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it was like this video games rating act. I don't I don't know what that is. So I'm just gonna set that over here.
1: I wish I could be more impressed that he impressed Congress, but here we are.
0: Yeah, here we are. Uh, It bought the industry some time to see if this new rating system would at least work. Mm -hmm. So, in April of 1994, the Interactive Digital Software Association, or the IDSA, which I will use from here on out because that's a lot, Uh, this, the IDSA was founded with Jack Heistant as its chairman. And their first order of business was to form the Internet or Entertainment Software Ratings Board or the ESRB, Mm -hmm. formed using a similar board of independent members led by Dr. Arthur Pober, who was the vice president and director of Children's Advertising Review Unit. I feel like there are pluralizations missing from these words. Hmm. The next several months (laughs) saw... (laughs) I had to think about it. Yeah. The next several months saw the board forming ratings that were not dissimilar than those used by the MPAA to ensure consumers or more specifically, parents, had a clear understanding of the game's content. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's some foreshadowing, if you will. (laughs) A submission process was also created that would require the publisher to showcase at least 30 minutes of the most extreme content that could be found within the game. The footage would then be reviewed by three independent analysts 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 yeah that's the Mm -hmm. word i was looking for. like the
1: people who do the analyzing yeah
0: Yeah. i don't know analysis (laughs) they're going to do an analysis but they are the analysts who are doing the analysis of the game there we go three independent analysts who would determine the game's appropriate rating publishers had (laughs) the ability (laughs) right now publishers had the ability to appeal the rating and or make changes to the game to lower the initial rating and it seemed like a great system, you know? Mm-hmm. After, or meanwhile, after the formation of the IDSA, Pat Farrell, you know, guy I mentioned prior.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. He considered that the association may just be the thing to take care of that consumer electronics show problem. Oh, you yeah? You know, because they were pissing on them. Yeah. And they didn't like that. So seeing as how the IDSA would need funding... To support their program, he kind of pitched the idea of creating their own type of trade show, separate from the CES, to to make that happen. Naturally, members weren't fully convinced from the outset. Turning their backs on a sure thing was for something that was not really a proven thing. It's an obvious gamble. Sega was on board. They were like, hell yeah, let's do this. (laughs) Good old Sega. They'd been equally frustrated with the conditions at the show. Sure. But wouldn't you know it, Nintendo... Oh, <laughs> Nintendo... <laughs> or more specifically, Howard Lincoln. He he was like, no, no, this is a safe bet, and I'm not about to abandon the safe bet. Are you stuff. crazy? If yeah. they tell us to bend over and take it in the keister, that's what we're going to do.
1: We're good you little know, workers.
0: We're not going to turn our back on this thing. So... Farrell decided to sweeten the pot a little bit. And he offered the IDSA with a 5% stake in the venture. And he was like, okay. hey, all right, how about that? You get get a little something. Yeah. It sealed the deal. So they decided to give it a go. But some were still not convinced it was worth abandoning CES, despite how they have been treated. But in any case... Well, it's Ferrell, nerves. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're like, people know this thing.
0: Farrell began working on forming this new trade show, meant to give the video game industry the spotlight it deserved. But in saying that, it seemed to be more for the console market. The PC hmm. market had created a divide, and it was still not on board with the idea of a rating system. No doubt. Software Publishers Association had become bitter about being blindsided by the IDSA, and their PC members who were more than happy to speak out against it. In their mind, PC games were more sophisticated pieces of art, not kids' fare like those console games. How dare they expect them to be lumped together with Mario and Sonic? (laughs) You know? I'm
1: weird, but I kind of went, yeah, why should they?
0: (laughs) This makes you wonder how that whole Master Race talk started, you know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean... We're jerks.
0: Think about it. <laughs> think about it. That's what I'm Don't hearing here.
1: We alone. We were fine. <laughs> That's what
0: I'm hearing here. In any case, the PC market spoke out against the idea of the SRB, feeling that they would be succumbing to gatekeepers, citing freedom from censorship. hmm Plus, there was fear that mature-labeled games would be stigmatized, causing retailers to pull them from store shelves, and sales would immediately plummet, which is understandable. I get it. Yeah. So, going against the IDSA, the SPA, formed the RSAC. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, which is the Recreational Software Advisory Council, in opposition. See
1: what lobbying does, people. See how many brands of red tape now has been created. Continue.
0: Yes, the the SPA formed the RSAC in opposition to the ESRB, essentially saying, (laughs) K-My-A. Unlike the ESRB, the Recreational Software Advisory Council was clearly designed for the best interest of the PC market and nothing more. The company's founding president was Robert Roden, who was the general counsel and director of business affairs for LucasArts. Not really an outside voice like Dr. Poger. Mm. The RSAC's screening process was essentially a questionnaire that was the equivalent of self rating your game. So Mm. why bother? Right. Just tell tell us what you do. It's fine. In July of 1994, SPA representative Mark. Traffagan, Traf Trafhagan, Traffagan. Or Traphagan. I'm going to assume the P and the H are together. Traffagan. Drop again. Yeah, traffigan.
1: You got to say it super
0: fast. <clears throat> Traffagan. Uh, he along with IDSA chairman Jack Highstand, returned to the Senate to present their respective rating systems since there are now two. Mm. While High Stand was treated like an old friend that came to visit by the Senators. Traffigan was immediately playing defense with the Senators since they discovered a new game. Would you like to guess what that game was?
1: Oh, they discovered a new one, so it's yep. not one we discussed?
0: Nope. On the PC? On the PC. What was popular on PC at the time they would have gotten there? It's a very popular game. PC Mortal game. Mortal
1: Kombat have been popular
0: no, no, no. on the think, PC then? No, think, think PC. Because they knew about Mortal Kombat. They knew about Night Trap. They knew about... Uh, Lethal Enforcers. Yeah. What's a, what's another genre of game that would have been brand new at the time and would have been filled with carnage and mayhem? Very, very popular game.
1: I am totally blanking. Something on the PC that was totally popular, but not a fighter or FMV. I
0: think a genre we haven't talked about yet, which was brand spanking new at the time. Uh, genre of gameplay. Like this was starting First to be person. something, something brand spanking new. Ooh,
1: wait, I think maybe is well, was this PC though? God, Manhunt sticks out in my head, but that this had that had to be later.
0: You are killing me, Smalls. I know. Doom.
1: Oh shit! Why did Doom not pop into my head? Oh my god, I fail. Take away my nerd cred.
0: <laughs> Doom was extremely popular on the PC.
1: Yes, it was. Every still to this day, we got to make Doom run on everything.
0: Numerous shareware copies had floated around, helping spread popularity, and the game's now quaint, hyperviolent content and satanic imagery did not sit well with the Christian liberals. Never does. Traffigan's only defense was to create a divide between markets and argue that the PC market is not comparable to the home console market. You know, Mm -hmm. he's like, nah, they're obviously different. This is, we're not like them. And while he didn't really win anyone over in the room, because I really don't think Christian liberals are going to just be like, yeah, okay, you made a good point. It's on PC. That's that's Satan talk right over there.
1: I know. Nobody realized they have the the power of what they put in front of their Mm. eye holes. But here we go.
0: (laughs) Despite his... (laughs) It will
1: be forever. (laughs)
0: Despite his lack of arguing, the RSCA was allowed to operate separately from the ESRB as a function and rating system for the PC market. So if you remember, do you remember those little labels? When I started I mean, doing the yeah. research, it came back. I was like, I do remember those.
1: Where they had like the 17 or something on It was there. like
0: a little, uh, like you saw, if you saw the, the label... That I'm talking about. Like, again, anyone can see that here. But if you look it up, the RSCA, look up those labels, I guarantee you, you'll remember seeing those on PC games. Because it took me a second, and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember those.
1: RCA label? RSCA.
0: yeah. I'm going to let you look that up real quick.
1: Yeah, go ahead. I was trying to... I don't think I'm Googling right. This doesn't look right. I'm getting some sort of, like flowchart for something.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that might be a uh, part of it. Hold on. Hold on. let uh,
1: Is it coming my way? Yep. I'm too... I don't it's know how way. to do it. Okay. Uh, let PC. I probably
0: have. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is not coming up at all, is it? Well, what anyway. The? Anyway. All right, well, I'll I'm show sure I you I'm sure I later. have,
1: though, because I gamed through that entire i'll show it to you I'm later sure I did.
0: anyway uh the months leading up to october 31st you know that was our deadline numerous outlets expressed their displeasure regarding this rating system all decreeing censorship and really nothing more no one seemed to take note of a major shift that was happening at the time a month before the official esrb rating would be seen all across the video game landscape Acclaim was gearing up for Mortal Monday 2. Mm. Anticipation was high for the Mortal Kombat 2 home release. And no one knew that better than Nintendo. Uh-huh. Sticking by their principles the first time around, they lost money. And they lost their top spot in the industry to Sega <laughs> because... <laughs> Nintendo didn't want blood and fatalities in their game. Ew. Yep, and that's their right to do.
1: Yep. You own the company; if that's what you want to do. Then so be it, man. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. But with a rating system right around the corner and plenty of profit to gain, Nintendo decided to allow the full gamut of gore to be present in the Super Nintendo <sighs> release of Mortal I'm Kombat saying. 2.
1: What I thought I these know. were their morals. Man. I
0: know, yeah. but. Uh, Something interesting a, about that, a moral, don't you think?
1: Moral obligation to the parents.
0: However, since the ESRB rating system had not yet been enacted, Nintendo placed a temporary warning label on the box, explicitly stating that the game was not for anyone under 17, even mm-hmm. though I bought it under 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Never in my wildest dreams. Did I ever expect to see blood and gore on an for Nintendo what it console? Was. Yeah. There it was. And it begs the question would this have been the move for market shares alone, despite the ESRB? Or did the ESRB's existence make them feel comfortable about doing this? It's probably a solid excuse to lean on for sure. But which is it, the ESRB or the money? So,
1: Oh, I 100% think it's the money. But I I think they would have gone that way eventually, regardless of a rating system, if they were seeing how much money was being left on the table.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess I'm I'm curious, like in an alternate universe where the ESRB Mm -hmm. was not being pushed upon them, when this time came, would they have stuck to their guns or would they have caved in regardless? That's my big question. Was was the profit or the loss of profit so huge that they were just been like, you know what? We, we got to do this or we're going to lose everything at this point. I
1: feel like they would have had to have walked it back eventually. They might have tried to stick to their guns. And when they saw like regular humans didn't care about your morality clause, then they would yeah. have like eventually gotten on board. Where it's like, guess what? The people who are complaining about your game aren't the ones playing them. So... Yeah. <laughs>
0: Now, given the shift in the industry after October 31st, my guess would probably be the latter of the two. Uh, Within a year, numerous console games were now beginning to test the waters. Almost like developers were seeing that they could possibly get away with a little bit more. Blood and gore were oddly (laughs) the simplest hurdle to overcome. But what about profanity or sex nudity?
1: Well, they already had been. But I mean, on, on PC, console? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, on console. Who
0: though. would take those risks? You know, that's the big question. Mm-hmm. Sega. Well, <laughs> you'd think so, you know? <laughs> no? Well, Pat Farrell would be the man responsible for introducing that X Factor into the zeitgeist. Okay. He had his trade show planned and ready to go, despite a few industry holdouts like Nintendo. We yeah. want to go to CES. <laughs> However, he chose to make a play that would draw a line in the sand. Us or them. He scheduled his trade show on the exact days that yeah, CES would be held. <laughs> and his show would be held in L.A., which was much more convenient for developers and publishers to attend. Oh, well, look at that. You know, whether you're Ooh. in the United States or Japan... It's right there on the coast. True, yep. His bullish moves paid off and uh, netted the convention, the white whale that he was after. Mm -hmm. Sony. May 11th, 1995 was the launch day of the Electronics Entertainment Expo, or E3, as it came to be known. Bringing in every big name from the industry, including the big holdout Nintendo. Not because they had a change of heart.
1: <laughs> I love it that like Nintendo is just this fair weather. Yeah. Company, <laughs> we'll just go wherever the wind blows or the well, wind takes
0: us. They they didn't have a change of heart. Um, summer CES had been canceled. Because Gary Shapiro recognized they had absolutely no chance at competing against E3.
1: Interesting.
0: And he was right to do so.
1: Oh, I have so many questions, but you have a story. Go ahead.
0: The show was a massive success with huge announcements, celebrity guests, and industry moments that changed the course of things going forward. Mm -hmm. At this moment in time, Keep that in mind. At this moment in time, Sega was the top dog because they Ah. took risks. However, that confidence became fear, causing them to do something rash. Uh Uh-oh. Sega, during this show, hastily released the Sega Saturn at E3 ahead of its proposed September release window. Uh Uh-oh. This took numerous developers by surprise since many of them were currently working on games for the console, leaving many sure. of them to wonder what games were ready for the Where console. Are you, yeah, what we are they still had play? months. <laughs> and y- why, what are you doing? Oh, wow, Sega. It felt like a slap in the face. Console launches are great for game sales. But now they were being robbed of game sales because you released your stupid console before there were any games. Yeah. Plus Sega boasted CEOs
1: never really did want to no. check in with the people doing the
0: things, eh? <laughs> I mean it was a it was a dumb thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Plus <laughs> plus Sega boasted this very, very then pricey three hundred ninety nine tag. Yeah. Uh, that made many of them feel like their work would go unseen or unplayed. Keep that in mind. Three ninety nine for a PlayStation ben. Five, and that's that's like one without a disc drive. This is three ninety nine yeah. in the nineties. This which is which
1: would also actually equate to more now.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is an expensive like we're console. We're
1: twenty five year span of time now. Thirty. Oh my god, thirty. Actually, thirty years. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, you th- you have to think about this. Three ninety nine at that time was a lot. It was ridiculous. It was kind yeah. of the equivalent of uh, Sega doing, or Sony doing the $600
1: yeah. PlayStation
0: 3. It's kind of the same <laughs> thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Nintendo's presentation after Sega's flop didn't fare much better, as Howard Lincoln did nothing more than fear monger, spouting rhetoric about piracy and, and the, the desecration of our children, because their games are going to be... console? Did I say yeah, something? Yeah, just... <laughs> he he had nothing you know the the ESRB was formed protecting developers and Nintendo was being forced to forced to allow bloody games on their mm-hmm. consoles and he just uh, what something else i can argue our, about piracy our, our
1: next savior yeah,
0: yeah piracy that's that's what we can do which is probably why <laughs> Sony's presentation was remembered much more fondly where Sega tripped and Nintendo failed. The head of North American operations, Olaf Olofsson, whose noun seems like as Nordic as it can be, Mm. entered the stage and spoke of the company's innovations and accomplishments over the years while praising those responsible for E3 and taking pot shots at the conditions at CES. You know, Sony knew, and their presentation ended with the president of Sony Computer Entertainment of America, Steve Ray, stepping on stage and saying, 299 dollars dropping the mic, and walking off backstage. <laughs> <laughs> the exhibit hall went wild as the Sony PlayStation was then unveiled. That day, it was Sega's downfall and the beginning of its decline. The Sony PlayStation outsold Saturn 10-to-1, a loss it would never recover from. By the end of the century, Sega had bowed out of the console market, leaving Nintendo as Sony's sole competitor until Microsoft entered the fray in 2001. Mm-hmm. But the PlayStation changed the industry going forward. Where Nintendo aimed to a family-friendly audience, and Sega a more adolescent teen demographic, PlayStation leaned into the adult market first and foremost, something that may not have been possible without the ESRB. Game developers began taking more and more risks in terms of content. Games got more violent, profanity became as commonplace as cable TV, and after a few bumpy roads, nudity was starting to pass through the adults-only rating. Even the PC market, which was staunchly opposed to the ESRB, eventually dissolved their rating system and began to embrace the ESRB as well.
1: It's like we were already making raunchy
0: stuff, so I guess now
1: we can just put a label on it.
0: Why not? (laughs) I
1: mean, really, they were
0: It's amazing to think that a rating system could be responsible for so much, whether it's directly or indirectly. Mm -hmm. And while I wish I could say that the ESRB had erased any and all concerns regarding the well-being of children, uh, it did not. No. It only tempered them for a few years. Because video games were under scrutiny once again after the shootings at Columbine in 1999, all because the shooters were known to be fans of Dune. GTA San Andreas featured sexual situations that were developer-locked, but content was found by hackers and then unlocked, leading to this assumption that games were filled with sexual imagery not meant for children. Subliminal messages. In games, they shouldn't be playing anyway, you know? Events like these led to court cases uh, such as Brown versus the Entertainment Merchants Association, in which the U.S. Supreme Court ruled against a California law banning the sale of certain violent video games to children without parental supervision, citing video games as protected speech under the First Amendment. Hmm. Eh, I don't I really... Just, well,
1: I don't know. It, it was such a weird time. I don't yeah. know if I should interject right now, but I was just like, we had movies doing this stuff for so long. and We did we did but just, it's, it's just so weird to me
0: it's that ignorant uh mindset that I something guess can we're only
1: controlling be a game well it's
0: and, no different than animation people see cartoons and they're just like well that's for kids even though yeah. there's so many adult cartoons out there
1: there really is yeah so
0: yeah. video games got that same stigma it's like well video games is for, for kids it's for yeah. children's controversies have continued with racism sexism Cyberbullying, gambling, and so on—all in an effort to protect the children. Mm-hmm. But thanks to government interference, one could argue things were made progressively worse. The same could be said about Nintendo. They decided to forego all their principles to chase the almighty dollar. Mm-hmm. Would well, the
1: industri- principles in
0: quotation mark? Would the industry be better with full government oversight? Or a wholesome, pure Nintendo. Everyone had a standard, a hill they would die on, and in one fell swoop, everyone made a compromise, all for a rating. That's all I know.
1: I have so many. Questions. I loved this story. Like this. Well, yeah, this I, series I, of mm. of stories.
0: I've thought about compiling it into one big thing and then just, like, releasing it as a bonus. Oh, yeah. You know, that way, every way yeah. if you want to hear the whole story and it's in completion, it I could do, possibly do that. Yeah. If you want to hear that, if you want me to do that, um, you Let know, just know. add us on Twitter and say, hey, do that thing that you said you were do And I'll be like, all right.
1: <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I got it. That's good. Yeah, because, like... It was such a weird time. I remember it vaguely, but I don't know that I was paying attention to the as closely to the hubbub. Hmm. You know, like the, all of the stuff that was going on behind the scenes for people arguing about all this stuff. I was still blissfully in my own PC world, playing all of these weird games. That yeah, maybe to be fair, I shouldn't have been playing the age I was playing them at. Eh.
0: but because
1: no. you didn't know initially that all of that would really be in there. Sure. And my my mom had lots of faith in my judgment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look,
1: I'm well I'm, adjusted I'm, enough, I guess.
0: <laughs> no, I I mean, I'm I'm the same with you. I was probably around uh, fourteen when all this was going on. Mm-hmm. I catch the news a little bit here and there, yeah. but I wasn't paying attention to it. Right, it was just like,
1: like uh, you know, I vaguely remember the courts scenes with um night trap yeah and stuff and i think it only caught my eye because i went wait what about it because when it's actually a game that i played then i was like, wait why what was wrong
0: yeah like, and I then don't... when
1: they were trying to explain to me what was wrong with it i'm like but wait what now did you play it and then probably moved on to other things because i was a child and my attention span was nothing but you know
0: and and no, the same thing. I mean, I'd played Mortal Kombat at that time. I knew about the blood and the gore and everything. And when you're hearing these people, it's just, it's filth. It's brrr I'm just, I'm just like, no, what, what are you talking about? What are you I'm, talking I'm, about? It's not doing anything to me. You know, it's,
1: I'm fine. Uh, and I it's continuing it. on to this day. We're just going to fight about this till the end of time, I guess. And, and Instead of people just being like, hey, it's not a medium for you. Just leave it alone. Don't yeah, go over there. Don't worry about it's it. It's fine. Why do we got to go with that? Because of your children.
0: You know, I mean, if you don't <laughs> like a certain movie genre, you don't watch a certain movie genre. Exactly. People say, I don't like scary movies. You don't watch them then, right? Then don't go them no. yeah. Then don't watch them. Don't worry about them. They're out of your mind. Don't worry about what's in them. Yeah. There's a lot of shit out there on the internet. And and even movies that I don't want to watch for many reasons.
1: I don't write letters to my congresspeople to no. get them taken off <laughs> or whatever.
0: If they want to make um, a hundred more James Bond movies, and I have nothing wrong with James Bond, but they're not. I have I have never watched a James Bond movie. I think maybe never. once. Interesting. I think maybe once. Okay. Maybe Goldeneye, and that was just like years ago Mm -hmm. because I was like, you know, I've never done this. I'm gonna,
1: yeah. What's what's the what's the big deal over here? right? you're curious. I'm just curious, and I watched it, and I was like, okay.
0: I mean, it's it's just not my genre. And look, I I hear people talk about the new ones, but has it taken
1: up space in your head this whole time that it exists and it shouldn't?
0: No, no, yeah and and but again, I don't think about it in that and I know it's the least controversial thing that I can think of in this moment uh, but it just I don't care you know if you love it, great, and I I'm not gonna stop you from loving it that. if it did anything and I'm sure that there are questionable things that happened in the old movies sexism, mm-hmm. racism, whatever oh god yeah I'm not if you enjoy those movies I'm not gonna take that away from you. Because those things exist, I'm not going to complain about those mm-hmm. things because I'm sure I watch things that have those moments in oh them. Oh, my God,
1: especially now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I I don't watch them because I'm sitting there going, "Huh, oh, look at all the racism. This is funny. It's more like I know this is a product of its time and I can just kind of turn it off in my head mm-hmm. to be like, yeah. Not
1: only that, I think we shouldn't be erasing it because, I mean, it's probably good to have those reminders of how shitty we really were to improve and move forward you know (laughs) if we keep erasing it all to where it looks like we were all just perfect out of the womb or whatever mm -hmm. where are we gonna learn and grow from you know
0: i think it's actually a smart idea and i'm glad that there are some who preserve it not it's it's something that we need to be because if we can watch it and just be like oh that was terrible that's good right that's good you know
1: a reminder of how far we've actually come and more work to still be done
0: well, what's funny about it too, and I know this is like not a topic we should be talking about right now—Christmas. <laughs> it's all about racism. Anyway, no, uh,
1: <laughs> Christmas. I, okay.
0: Because we're almost at Christmas, we should oh, be that's... talking about Christmas the- things, not, we, we not racism. We should.
1: But no, I, <laughs> I
0: wanted to bring this up because I found I found this interesting, and maybe my brain just works differently than others. There was a, I very random. There was an episode of Star Girl that I was watching. Uh, recently, in their second season, and this character. And it hit me immediately the moment it happened. Uh, there was this villain in the show kind of throughout the, the entire second season, and he was trying to mess with one of the main characters who is a black girl. And mm-hmm. she she's kind of... Uh, her character, she's not 100% confident in herself, but she can be very confident in herself at the same mm-hmm. time. just depends on the mood she's kind of in or what's going on. Sure. And the villain just shows up to her and he's trying to get into her head, you know, and just like mess with her because that's what he does. Uh He said something and when he referred to her, he said, I thought you people. And I said, did he just say you people? What? I was like, did he just go there? And but that was kind of the point. Like he was trying to dig into who she was and tear her down, make her Mm -hmm. feel bad about being who she was. And by the end of it, she was like, I like who I am or I like being black. And it was like, yeah, good for you, you know. Okay. But that was kind of what he was trying to do, like tear down her identity in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. I saw reviews online that were just like, well, I don't understand why this episode had to get racist. And I was like, were you not paying attention to what was going on here? Like well, he was attacking just her identity. Out of a certain
1: thing and then try to make a big thing without context. And even with context, it might be bad. I don't know, yeah. but too many people knee jerk react before they actually see the yeah. whole thing or take it in on their own um i mean but, trust I mean, me it
0: it hit me like <laughs> it was like i had to sit there and think i was like did they do that on purpose or because that was purpose. a very particular right term and to use made
1: sure to you understood what was going yeah. on right but yeah. then
0: yeah it's like the the longer the episode went on you saw him digging in deeper because he made some very it no, this was, like, just this past year. Oh, like the, uh, well, episode then I feel like out. it would
1: be intentional if it was just sure. this past year. No, no, like no. Like, no. if you were talking, like, cartoons from, like, the 40s or 50s, I'd no, be like, no, nope, no, they no. were just racist. <laughs> like, that's how it was.
0: No, this was, this was done on purpose, you know, because it was mm-hmm. all about, because they, they amped it up every time he would go and do it. Like, the stereotypes and things like that. Because mm-hmm. he even said something about it. He's like, I thought you people were thieves. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, you're yeah, really leaning in hard. But, again. Out- hateful it was, stereotypes yeah. it was about her not taking those those pot shots and just you know because she even called him out for being a racist which i was like oh yeah immediately
1: well, yeah <laughs> clearly
0: but it wasn't her taking it and just being like yeah you're right yeah you're right all the stereotypes are, yeah you're right she was like no no no, fuck you you know i right. know who i am and i like who yeah. i am so kiss my ass which there is good go. but yes it was just funny that the comments that i read were like why why is this episode racist uh, I don't understand it. It's like, did you watch the whole thing? You, it might not have been the most uh, breathtaking view yeah. of of most trying to fight racism.
1: Way of yeah.
0: But I got but. what they were doing, and I was like, good, you know, because I she could have easily been one of those characters they could have written to where she was um just didn't have the confidence and was like, oh, you know, and just let it overcome her, and she was like, no, I know who I am. Right. Uh, it's confident. And yeah. It's like,
1: yeah, I love love this kid. And I bet the people complaining aren't the group that should be upset in the first place anyway. So usually never is. It you know? never usually is. It's always like, I want internet points for standing up for people who could have done it themselves had they had an issue with it.
0: <laughs> I don't know how we got on the sub- subject of racism after either. the SRB, but here we are. Merry Christmas, everybody. Are. See
1: how things just morph. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, whatever it is that you celebrate or mm-hmm. do not i hope you enjoy your december then
0: yeah whatever good luck to you out there because i don't i'm not not looking forward to mine but continue
1: yeah so so happy holidays everyone that's our show and that's our season Mm -hmm. that is our end of 2021 season we will see you of course next year in the 2022 uh so so may you enjoy the rest of your year siblings uh, but yeah, for now, don't forget you can still hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. I'm sure we'll still be poking around on the Twitterverse throughout the the end oh. of the year. You can send us an email to supermegacrash@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Don't forget to go over to Instagram to review the white weekly icon art. The weekly, the likely icon it's art wikly. that Stephen puts his time and in love into. You can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. You can tell your friends to find us on the pencil and paper podcast network or just search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and even go to youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. Thank you so much for listening. I am Lacey Finley.
0: And I'm Stephen White.
1: And join us again next time Super Mega Crash Siblings in 2022. But until then...
0: Game on!